Hey everybody, welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. It's Matt here, and at the end of this episode, I'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our free Journey app where you can access all of our recent message content. And actually, the app's the easiest way to share all this content with a friend and to keep up with everything going on around here at Journey. Just search Journey Calway in your app store. Now, most importantly, I hope this message inspires you to take your next step in following Jesus. Today, we're starting this brand new series called The Grudge. I want to start with a question. How many of you know somebody who is easily offended? How many of you are watching with that person right now? Do not look at them because they will get offended. We all know people like that, don't we? And in the current situation that we're in in our country, I think it's even more prevalent than normal. And it's partly understandable. I mean, we've had COVID. We've had the racial injustices. We've had so many other things happen over the span of just a few months. The tensions are pretty high. There's a lot of uncertainty. And people tend to have short fuses. People tend to get offended really, really easily right now. But let's be honest. Let's go ahead and admit it's not just a they problem, is it? It's you and me too. Uh, we do the exact same thing. Somebody has a certain tone of voice and it ticks us off and it you know sends us off. Somebody sends us a text and we don't appreciate the way it was said or we misread it and we assume it was meant a certain way that maybe it wasn't even meant and we get all upset, we get offended. Or has this ever happened to you? You send a text to somebody and you know they've seen it because you see the bubbles. It's like bubble, 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 bubble. You're like, okay, okay, what are you gonna say? And then nothing. Doesn't that drive you crazy? It's like, well, did you delete what you were gonna say? Were you about to say something mean and decide, you know, it just brings up all kinds of stuff. It's so easy to get offended. Sometimes it's as simple as somebody doesn't say thank you to you or to me for something that we think they should show a little gratitude for. And then we don't, we're not even going to get into social media because, oh my gosh, you start reading social media posts, you start looking at what different people post. It's so easy for anybody, it seems, to get offended on social media. So what do you and I do with that? Because the reality is this, it is not beneficial to any of us to be easily offended. Nobody gets to the end of a day and says, what a great day. I was upset, offended, angry so much today. No, it's not true. It's self-defeating to be so easily offended. So if you're only going to give us five minutes today, I appreciate the five minutes. I'm going to go right to the point, especially for you dads, because I know us guys, we like for somebody to get right to the point, don't we? So let me go ahead and tell you what the point of today is, and then we're going to unpack this for a minute. But here's what I think we all need to remember. Your life is too short and your purpose too great to be offended by something small. It really is true. Your life's way too short. Your purpose in life is way too great for you to waste a day, waste a week, waste a season of your life stewing about something. Waste a day, a season of your life offended, upset, angered by something. Life's too short. Your purpose is too great to be offended by something small. Now, that's easy to say. That's much harder to do, isn't it? So for the next few minutes, I want us to unpack how we begin to live this way, how we remember and live out this truth. You probably have heard of Solomon. Solomon was a third king of the nation of Israel. He wrote most of the Jewish wisdom literature that we still have and we still cherish today. Even if you're not a follower of Jesus or you're not somebody who believes the Bible, you probably hold on to and believe some of the wisdom that Solomon wrote. You're probably familiar with it. And while you may not believe the Bible, I bet Proverbs, which is a collection of his wisdom sayings, I bet that is literature in the Bible that you have no problem accepting because there's some brilliant stuff in there. Well, Solomon talked about this concept in a couple of different places in Proverbs. Here's one of the things that he said. He said, a person's wisdom yields patience. I just want to pause right there because wisdom always produces patience. 
Whenever you see someone lacking in patience, or let's be more personal, let's be real about this. Whenever you and I lack patience, we're not at that moment demonstrating wisdom. I can promise you, we are not making the wise choice. We are not having the wise response whenever we're impatient. He says, a person's wisdom yields patience. Now notice this, it is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Now this is not language we would use every day, but let me reword this for you. Here's what Solomon's saying. It's for your good, it's for your benefit to overlook an offense. Solomon, why should I not be so easily offended? Why should I overlook an offense? Solomon would say, well, it's not actually for the benefit of the other person, it's for your own benefit, it's for your own good. We well, okay, Solomon, but shouldn't they still go ahead and acknowledge what they did? And Solomon's going, no, no, no. You just let it go, overlook the offense. Okay, Solomon, but don't I need to point out to them that that was actually offensive or they'll do it again? Solomon goes, nope, some things are so small. It's not worth pointing out. You let it go. It's for your good. It's for your benefit to overlook an offense. Now, I want to take the next couple of minutes and show you what Solomon has to say about how you and I overlook an offense. In Proverbs 10, he said this, hatred stirs up conflict. We've got a lot of hatred in our country right now. It's evident uh, if you get on social media and you read some of the posts and some of the comments, somebody posts, they've got an opinion on this, and then there are all these comments underneath that it's just hatred. It's stirring up. It's creating so much conflict. Well, Solomon says that's one response you can have when someone offends you with something they do, with something they say, with their point of view. Now, you, you can go that route. Hatred, though, it just stirs up more conflict. It's a self-defeating cycle. But there is an alternative. He says, but love covers over all wrongs. Now, why would he say this? Well, Solomon understood something that I think is important for us to realize. You may not recognize this is true about you, but it is. You see, there is a pause. There is a pause. There's always a pause between their action and your reaction. Think about that. There's always a pause. There's always a gap. There's always a moment. It may be a brief moment, but there's always a pause between their action that offended you, that upset you, that angered you, and your reaction. And Solomon's point is this. In that pause, you and I get to choose. Are we going to put hatred in that pause? Are we going to put anger in that pause? Are we going to put frustration, retaliation in that pause? Or are we going to fill the pause? Are we going to fill the gap with love? You see, this is what separates us from any other creation in the world. We have the ability to respond to what happens to us, not just react to it. This is your superpower. I don't know if you've thought of it this way, but this is your superpower. You have the ability, no matter what is said to you, done to you, you get to respond because when they say that, there is a pause between what they said and what you're about to say back where you get to choose. You have control of what happens next. They text that to you before you text back. There is a pause. There is a gap. And you get to choose what you're going to put in that gap. Before you shoot off the email, before you pick up the phone, there's always a pause. And Solomon's advice to you and me is, hey, you want to be wise. You want to do what's in your own best interest. He would say, here's what you do. 
You fill that pause, you fill that gap with love. Love covers all wrongs. There's some things, they're so small, you shouldn't be offended by them. Your life's too short. Your purpose is too great to be offended by those small things. Just in the pause, hit pause and go, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this really worth me saying what I'm about to say, doing what I'm about to do, or sending what I'm about to send? Now, let's be real for a minute. We are terrible at filling that gap, at filling that pause with anything positive. We are. You know what you do. It's the same thing I do, okay? We're all guilty of it. Our natural inclination is always to fill the pause or fill the gap with the worst possible explanation. In other words, I never give the person the benefit of the doubt in that pause. If I did, it would change my reaction. It would change my response. No, no, no. You and I have a tendency to always fill the gap with the worst possible explanation. Well, I know why they didn't text me back because they don't really care about me. I know why they did that. They were just being passive aggressive. They were trying to send a message. I know why they said that. They were trying to show me up and embarrass me. They were trying to let me know that, you know, they had more power, or they were in control, or they were better than me. We always have a tendency to fill the gap with the worst possible explanation, the worst possible reason, motive for why somebody did or said what they did. Now, the reason we do this, researchers actually have a term for it. It's called the fundamental attribution error. See if this sounds familiar. Let me define this for you. The fundamental attribution error is a bias to attribute my behavior to my circumstances, but attribute your behavior to your character. Let me give you an example. I show up late for a meeting that we're supposed to have. You know what's going on in my mind? You know what I'll probably tell you? I'm so sorry I'm late. You know, I was late because so-and-so caught me before I could get out the door. And then once I got out the door, all the red lights, you know, all the lights were red on 12th Street. And this happened and this happened. And it, you know, wasn't really my fault. I'm really sorry I'm late. But I had a lot of good reasons as to why I showed up late. That's what I do. It is my bias to attribute what happens, what I've done to the circumstances. Okay? But you're late. And guess what I do? My bias is not to attribute your behavior to your circumstances. My bias is to attribute your behavior to your character. You're late because you're just not dependable. You're late because you don't value my time. You're late because you're just irresponsible. See what this looks like? Now, come on, think about it. How often do we do this? I always have a valid reason as to why I have offended, upset, or failed someone. But if you fail me, if you upset me, if you anger me, if you offend me, well, it's because you're not a good person. It's because you tried to do it on purpose. It's because that's just who you are. That's fundamental attribution there. It's just a fancy way of saying we all have a tendency to fill the pause, to fill the gap, not with the most generous explanation possible, not to fill the pause by giving you the benefit of the doubt. But we fill the pause with the worst possible explanation. We fill the pause with suspicion and not trust. I assume the worst about you and not the best. Now, you know what that's doing? That is choosing, instead of filling that pause with love, which covers all wrongs, when I fall for the fundamental attribution error, I am filling the gap with hatred. I'm filling the gap with negativity. I'm filling the gap with wrong. And what did Solomon remind us of? Hatred 
stirs up conflict. It doesn't settle it down. So every time I assume the worst about you and I fill the pause with that, I am adding fuel to the fire. I am stirring up conflict. I'm making things worse, not better. Now, I don't have to tell you that we do this all the time. All you have to do is get on social media. All you have to do is pay attention to some of your conversations. All you have to do is think about the last argument you had in your marriage or with a boss or a coworker or a friend. We do this all the time. We automatically assume the worst about the other person and our response stirs up conflict. And Solomon's point is, stop it. Stop it. Your life's too short. Your purpose is too great to be offended by something small and to keep stirring up conflict in your life. Now, you fast forward a thousand years or so and you get to the New Testament in the first century. And Paul, who wrote the majority of our New Testament documents, for those of us who are followers of Jesus, and I guess if you're not, good news for you, this is optional. But for those of us who are followers of Jesus, he said that we have a responsibility. We have a mandate, if you will, because of the example that our leader set for us and because of the command that he gave us to love one another the way Jesus has loved us. Paul said, here's how you and I should respond. He put it in a little bit of different terms but it's the same meaning. He said, be completely humble. When somebody offends me, yeah, yeah. You should be completely humble. You know what humility means? Humility just means I'm going to put you before me. Humility means, think about this. Humility means I'm never going to elevate a view over you. I'm never going to prioritize some view I have over my relationship with you. Another way of saying that is, I'm never going to hold so tightly and shout so loudly about my view that it costs me my relationship with you. That my opinion, I'm not going to let my opinion burn a bridge between me and you. He says, you should be, if you're a follower of Jesus, I should be, we should be completely humble. Even when we disagree, I should be thinking you before me. He goes on. He says, be completely humble and gentle, gentle. You know what gentle means? Gentle means you and I should be understanding and not demanding. Could we use a little bit more of that in our responses to each other in our community right now? Be completely humble and gentle, patient, bearing with one another in love. You know why you have to bear with somebody? Because nobody is perfect. That's why. This is why Paul wrote that. Paul knew even those of us who are followers of Jesus, we're not going to get it right all the time. So we should be patient with each other. Nobody's perfect. We should just bear with one another. Sometimes we're going to struggle to admit that we got it wrong. Sometimes we're going to struggle to come around and understand what it means to be humble and gentle. Sometimes we're going to have a hard time owning our own faults. Paul says, that's okay. Be patient with each other. Be humble, be gentle, bear with each other. Yeah, but they're so stubborn, they won't come around apologizing. Clearly, they were in the wrong. Okay, I get it. But Paul would say, nobody's perfect. Be humble, be gentle, be patient, bear with one another. Don't give up on them. Hang in there and hold on and see if God doesn't do a work in their heart and bring them around to where they understand and own what they did. Now, you know why it's so important for you and me to do this? You know why Paul would tell us, hey, this is how you should relate to each other? Because this is exactly what we're going to need too, isn't it? 
Nobody's perfect means we're not perfect either. Now, let me ask you a question. When you blow it, when you mess up, when you put a view, an opinion of yours ahead of somebody else and you hurt somebody with it, when you respond in a way that's not humble and gentle, it's arrogant, it's harsh, what kind of response do you want from them? You want them to be humble, gentle, patient, and bear with you. You want them to give you another chance. You want them to forgive. Let me put it this way. When you are this way towards your heavenly father, what kind of response do you want from him? You want grace. You want forgiveness. You want patience. And that is what you get from your heavenly father every single time, which is why you and I have no option but to extend that to one another because we are the recipients of that very thing. And not only have we been the recipients, but we're going to need it again, aren't we? Maybe later today. If not, probably tomorrow, we're going to need it again. Your life is too short. And your purpose is too great to be offended by something small. Now, let me talk for just a second to those of us who are followers of Jesus. Your purpose, you know what your purpose is in life. Think about this for a minute. You are a son or a daughter of God. And he has said you are to be a messenger of his reconciliation. That you are to be a carrier of his grace. That you are to be an ambassador, a representative of his on this earth. You represent him as part of his family. Now think about this. Why in the world would we waste our time being offended and upset and angered over little things when we have a purpose and a calling that's so great? Why would we stir up conflict with one another when that one another over there is someone who needs the grace and the reconciliation and the love of God? Why would we risk the purpose that God has put us on this earth for? Why would we risk losing our influence? Why would we risk the opportunity to demonstrate God's love and grace to that person and introduce them to their heavenly father? simply to get our point of view or our opinion across? Why would we elevate our opinion, our view, over a you that Jesus died for? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, this is going to sound harsh, but it's just for those of us who are Christians. I'm just going to shoot straight. When you or I choose a view over a you, when you or I choose to be offended by something and refuse to let it go, refuse to forgive. We are in essence saying that God's purpose for my life is not valuable to me. That God's purpose for my life is not a priority. We are in essence choosing to say, I am willing to throw away this calling that God has given me to be his ambassador, his representative, his carrier of grace in this world. I'm willing to sabotage all of that just to make my point, just to prove I'm right. And maybe that's how you feel. But one day you're going to regret that as a very short-sighted decision. You and I have been invited into something so much greater and bigger than ourselves. We have been invited by our Heavenly Father to partner with Him in what He's accomplishing in this world. So come on. Don't hold a grudge. Don't stay angry over something. Your life's too short. Your purpose is too great to be offended by something small. Now, I get this isn't easy. I do. And I have to live this out just like you have to live this out. 
in the line of work I'm in, it's just part of it. And for many of you, it's part of it. Being in leadership, if you're in a position of leadership where you're leading a, any number of people, and in my case, you know, decisions that we make here, it impacts quite a few people. Not everybody's always happy with the decisions. Hey, when you spend your life public speaking like I do, and you talk this often to this many people, well, it's only inevitable that I'm going to say some things that some of you disagree with. I get it. I get it. And I've had people, and not really many in our church because you guys are phenomenal, but I've had people say things to me and say things about me and you know, criticize this or criticize that. Now, listen, I could stay offended by all that. I could try to chase all that down and prove my point and have a debate and argue and try to you know prove I'm right. I could do all that. But you know what it would do? It would distract me from the purpose that God has called me to. It would distract me from serving you. It would distract me from doing what God wants me to do to help you grow in your relationship with him. It would distract me from helping you and inspiring you to follow Jesus. Now, I bet when I put it that way, you would look at me and go, Matt, don't be distracted by that small stuff. Don't worry about what they had to say. Don't worry about what they do. No, no, no. Don't get involved in that. You just keep doing what you're doing because you appreciate how God uses what our church does. Well, the same is true for you. I'm not any different than you. The platforms may be different, but the purpose is the same. And God's trying to use you to introduce people in your life to his grace, to himself. And you're distracted, some of you, by something, quite honestly, small. You're distracted by something that seems like a huge deal to you right now, but it's not really that big of a deal, and it's certainly not going to matter five years from now. Your life is too short. Your purpose is too great to be offended by something small. So if you're holding on to something that you shouldn't keep holding on to, let it go, let it go, let it go. Move on. Overlook the offense. Fill the pause. Fill the gap with love because love covers all wrongs. Now, I know this is easy for me to talk about, but I also know some of you are sitting there thinking, but you don't know my story, Matt. I can't just move on and walk past what happened to me because it was big and it hurt deep. And there are consequences and there's pain that continues on and on day after day because of something that someone did to you. So what do you do when it's a big offense? Okay, you you should just move past the small ones. Just let them go. What about the big ones? Well, we're going to talk about that next week. You don't want to miss these next two weeks because I'm going to show you when the offense is huge and when the pain runs deep and when the wounds are great, I'm going to show you how Jesus invites us to experience healing from those where we can move on in spite of the fact it's something that's marked and defined us in some way. But for this week, would you just look around and when you see the grudges you're holding on to, the anger that's coming to the surface, the offenses that you won't let go of that are small, the stuff that, come on, come on, a year from now, it won't matter to you, but you're making such a big deal about it right now. A year ago, it didn't matter to you, but suddenly it's like front and center and you're just going to argue and you're willing to burn down bridges and tear up relationships to prove your point. Come on, come on. Your life is too short. Your purpose is too great to be offended by anything small. Now, before we wrap up today, I want to give you a couple questions to help you process this. And I hope these are questions you won't just process internally. You can start there. But really, to get the most out of this and really to experience change, you need to talk about these with somebody. Maybe your small group, maybe family, maybe friends who are watching this with you. Here are a couple questions to consider. When did someone overlook an offense of yours? 
just take a little bit of time this week to think about that. When did you do something that someone maybe shouldn't have let go of, but they did? And how did you feel and what did you learn from their kindness? And then secondly, how do you know when an offense is small and you should just move on and let it go? Or when it's too big to overlook and you need to address it, you need to have a conversation, you need to do something. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you'd take a moment to rate and review this podcast, it would really be helpful. And if you live near our church, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend gatherings. For directions, service times, and information about our phenomenal children and student environments, just visit us at journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Look forward to seeing you soon.